You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. Okay, buckle up, besties, because this episode is going to be a good one. I have a new fire lit under me that has changed how I'm showing up. There is a whole different energy for me heading into this month, and I can't wait to share it with you. We're a month into 2024, and most of us have settled into the new year. But before we get too comfy and cozy in how we do things, let's talk about who we're being and how to get closer to what we want. If you're listening to me right now, I know that you have this feeling in the pit of your soul that you know you're meant for more. And that more is going to be different for everyone. Maybe it means that you're looking to start your own business. Maybe it's that you want to have a pile of cash in the bank. Maybe it's that you're going to get out of that toxic situationship and find real love within yourself. Maybe it's to spend more quality time with your kiddos. Maybe it's to travel more. And even if your life is great, you're allowed to still have more. There is some funky conditioning that we've all been exposed to that says that once your basic needs are met, you shouldn't want more, that you should be satisfied with what you have. And yes, be grateful. Always be grateful. If you know me, you know that I'm big on gratitude. And you can still be grateful and want more without feeling guilty about it. There is nothing wrong with you if you want to impact more clients or find a loving relationship or have more money or feel like you're living your purpose. All of that is not only allowed in my space, I encourage it strongly So let's go through some ins and outs for this year if you know you're meant for more. The first in is to have more courage and be more brave. To sit in the discomfort of things and situations that are unfamiliar and move forward anyway. It's okay to be scared. I'm scared all the time. But the growth happens on the other side of your comfort zone. And if you choose to only do what you've always done, 
then you will continue to get what you've always gotten. You can feel scared and uncomfortable and still make the decision to take brave action anyway. If this is typically one of the places where you get hung up, there's a couple of things you can do. You can make a list of all the times that you can remember where you were scared and you did the thing anyway. Whether that was sign up for something or give a speech or talk to a stranger, whatever it was. And then use that list as proof that you can do scary things. Another thing you can do is write down affirmations that you can repeat to yourself when you need a boost. I am brave. I am strong. I am smart. I am capable. I am extraordinary. Whatever feels good to you, write those down. And then in the moments where you need them, just repeat them over and over. Something else that I like to do when I'm feeling scared is to put on some music that helps fuel that little flame inside me that gives me some confidence. That type of music will be different for everyone. And it may actually even be different than your quote unquote normal music style. Don't judge it. Just find what works for you to get you over that bravery hump. The next in is to be open. Have an open mind. Keep an open perspective. Be open to all possibilities. As a collective, we are very closed-minded. We have only been able to see the world through our eyes, which was heavily influenced by those people that were around us when we were younger. So we tend to get stuck in viewing the world through the same lens. This is no fault of our own, but then to see things differently takes effort. And most of the time, people aren't even aware of their own biases in different situations because it's the only way that they know. And that's okay. But if you want more for yourself, then it's important to understand where your visions, your perceptions, and your thoughts have been holding you back until now. There's a couple of easy ways you can really lean into being more open when you're first playing with this. The best way is when it comes to any situation where another person is involved. It could be an argument, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be a simple interaction when you're getting your morning coffee. It could be when you're getting your kids ready for school. There's two techniques that you can use here to be more open and see things differently. The first one is to genuinely try to understand the other person's perspective. If you want to have a serious chat, but the other person is acting distant, could that be because you're sitting in a public space where other people can hear you and that person would rather not have the conversation in public? If your teenager is giving you an attitude, is it possible that they're stressed about an upcoming test or they've had a fight with their friends that you know nothing about? 
If your job is to deal with people first thing in the morning when they wake up for the day and they haven't had their coffee yet, could that make you a little on edge not knowing what kind of crabby people might walk through the door? Can you see how operating from the place of curiosity rather than you thinking you know everything could change how you approach any conversation? The second technique is to flip the script. Again, we're starting with conversations here because it's so easy to try. And once you see how easy it is here, you can do it in other areas. But take literally any conversation you've had with anyone else. And imagine if they said to you the things you've said to them. How would you feel if your spouse or your kid was always on your case about taking out the garbage? What about if your mom got annoyed with you every time you asked her a question? Or what if your clients told you that they didn't think you were serious about being their coach? All of those feel pretty shitty, right? Think about that. And I'm not saying there's not room for disagreements ever, but just for a moment, flip the script and see what it's like when the roles are reversed. Some of the situations are downright laughable or mortifying. Flip the script and then keep that in mind for future interactions before you say anything. Okay, the next in, knowing you are limitless. There is a book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. If you haven't read it yet, put it on your TBR list, but in it, he talks about something called an upper limit problem. And I'm not going to do the description justice, but essentially what it is, is that we unconsciously put a cap on how far we can go, how much we can do, how much money we can make, or clients we can get in, or even what our top potential is, simply because going beyond that is uncomfortable. So in essence, we end up self-sabotaging ourselves in an effort to prove that we're right, and we can't go past whatever that limit is for us. Again, if you've been with me for a while, you know that whenever I'm talking about the subconscious mind, that means that cognitive function isn't online. So you have to make the effort to become aware of when this self-sabotage is happening so that you can bring it into your conscious mind, which is the place where change happens. I have other podcast episodes about this, but when you have a belief that is deeply rooted in your mind, you first have to notice the pattern and then you can pull it out of the subconscious into the conscious mind where it becomes malleable and you can mold it into what you want. The reason that you or me or anyone can't seem to move past a certain threshold in their lives is because they hold the belief that they can't go beyond that that going past that limit might work for others, but it isn't meant for them. When you let go of that mindset, which again, is something you have to do consciously, and you start to see that absolutely anything is possible for you, 
you shift the energy around you to make it happen. Sometimes when I'm hosting a group, I'll give them 30 seconds to look around the room that they're in and notice everything that is red. And then when the 30 seconds is over, I'll have them tell me everything that was blue in the room. And after some confused looks and maybe one or two answers, I'll explain that the point is that there is so much more around us than we notice. The possibilities beyond the limits you've unknowingly placed on yourself are all the blue things in the room. They're all the things you haven't been paying attention to because you're too busy looking for the red things. Start to see your life in full color. Notice the red things and the blue things, the green things, the yellow things. You'll notice that there is so much more beyond what you've noticed before. And you can let go of the limitations and see yourself as limitless. The next in is being delusional or delulu as the cool kids say these days. Before you roll your eyes, hear me out on this one. In my world, being delusional means holding the belief of something without having proof yet. It's about ignoring the naysayers that say something can't be done because they've never seen it done or they've never heard of it being done before. The reference I hear all the time that reminds me of this is the four-minute mile. Everyone said that no human could run a mile in four minutes. It just couldn't be done. And then you know what happened? Someone ran the mile in under four minutes. That person showed that something was possible even when nobody believed that it could happen. And after that person broke the barrier, lots of people began to run the mile in under four minutes because now they had proof of concept. So what I want for you is to be the person that holds the vision of the four-minute mile, whatever the four-minute mile is for you, and be the first one to show others that it's possible. All that runner heard while he was training was how it was impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. And he didn't let it deter him. He kept his vision and held the belief that it was possible. And he went for it. He went first. So to others, he appeared delusional. And maybe that's what it takes to get ahead to go against the grain, to break the rules. Delusion is often used in a way that is meant to shame others for having big dreams. I refuse to accept that. To me, being delusional is an inspiration, a badge of honor, a state of mind that so many wish they could get to. Be proud of being delusional. Those are the people that make shit happen because they know that they're meant for more. And the last in that I'll mention in this episode is taking action. If you've noticed, a lot of these are intertwined. And just by being a bold action taker, it says it right there. You have to take action. You have to be willing to get out of your head and move. This also goes back to being brave. 
taking action is scary. That's why most people just talk about taking action. The people that actually do it are the ones that are hitting their goals. I ran a five-day Be Brave challenge recently, and someone told me that they loved the lessons, but that they didn't actually do any of the homework. And that's fine if they want to stay exactly where they are. If you want anything to change for you, you have to do something to initiate that change. You don't say you want to lose weight, but then eat all the same foods and not exercise and drink too much alcohol and then be surprised that you haven't lost the weight. No, because you haven't taken action to change anything. I might have said this in the last episode, I can't remember, but it's worth repeating. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You have to find a way to take action. You have to decide that you're worthy of having more so that you can stop sitting around and waiting for it to show up at your doorstep without you having to work for it. And nobody can make that decision for you. You can get information and inspiration from others, but ultimately it's on you to take the action. You want it or you don't. Okay, so now let's move to the outs. Here are some of the things that we are no longer doing in 2024 because we know we're meant for more. First one, making excuses. It's out. This also goes right along with the in of taking action. Stop making excuses and start taking action. I get it. Excuses are easy. It takes the accountability off your plate. Shit goes sideways and you have this easy out for why you can't do what you say you want to do. Victim mindset also falls into this category where the reason you don't have what you want is blamed on someone or something else. And listen, I haven't been perfect at this, but you aren't going to get where you want to go by making excuses. Learn that now or learn it later, but that lesson will keep showing up until you figure it out. You can use your circumstances as an excuse to keep you from what you want, or you can let them fuel you to push you towards it. I used to use the one a lot of, I just need to rest. And you know what? There was a time, especially right when I left my corporate job, that I had severe adrenal fatigue that I did need to rest, but I didn't need to rest 24-7. And I didn't need to rest all day, every day for the next three years. Sometimes going for what you want requires you to show up on the hard days or when you're tired or when you just don't feel like it. Show up anyway. Maybe Not every time. I'm not saying to burn yourself out. But for most of us, we'll make an excuse faster than we take the time to figure out that if we just move, that we'll feel better. How many times has that happened after a workout? You don't want to work out and you think about just taking a nap or doing something else instead. But then you remember your goals and you decide to just do the workout 
and you feel like a million bucks afterwards. Refusing to make excuses works the exact same way. Okay, the next out is waiting for permission. You guys, I'm so serious that this is one of my biggest pet peeves in all the land. Unless you are a child or are cognitively impaired, please start acting like a grown-ass adult. I don't care if you have an overbearing boss or spouse or friend or whoever. You do not need to ask permission to live your life. This all stems from a fear of failure and a lack of confidence. I get it. I do. People want to do things right and not feel stupid in the process. Great. But life doesn't always work that way. I know I'm getting a little sassy now, but really, you aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. There is not a soul on this planet Earth that is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone screws up. And the only way to learn is to do. Please, 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 please stop going through your life acting like someone else knows how to be you better than you do. If you have a desire, act on it. If you're curious about something, look into it so you can do it. If you want to be the first one to do something, go for it. Stop asking others what they think about it or if it's something that they would do or how they would handle a situation. It doesn't matter. It's your life not theirs. Stop asking them for permission for you to be you and do the things that you want to do. If you couldn't tell, this one really gets under my skin. (laughs) I've watched people go through their whole lives trying to please everyone around them by doing what they are told or sacrificing their own values so that it doesn't cause conflict. The only place this is going to lead is to you on your deathbed with regrets. Please go live your life the way that you want to. Okay, the next out is stalling tactics or procrastination or saying you don't know how to do something. All of these are basically you putting off all the things that are on the in list or feeling like you have to have all the answers before you can start. I am going to tell you a secret. Are you ready? This is the one that I have struggled with the most. I have literally spent my entire life training to be the world's biggest procrastinator. So when I say I understand how hard this one can be, I truly mean it. It has not been uncommon for me to spend eight hours putting something off that only took me 30 minutes to actually complete. It's absolutely ridiculous. But here's the thing. Any stalling tactic comes down to you not believing in yourself for whatever reason. So this is where doing some work is going to come in and also going back to being Delulu. Regardless of if you know how or when or what something is going to look like, 
Can you hold the belief that it's going to work out if you just stop stalling? I'll be really transparent here. The whole reason that I have four certifications is because I didn't trust that I knew how to help people on my own. Now, I don't regret getting any of those certifications. They were a ton of fun for me to get started and to keep learning in the coaching industry. I'm just saying that I probably didn't need any of them. I used them as a way to say that I couldn't take clients or I couldn't host a class until I had XYZ certification. I avoided putting myself out there because it was easier to say I needed more information or another certification or that I was waiting for some other insert the blank reason. So all stalling tactics are out this year because you know you're worth more and the way to get more is to trust that you have everything you need to move forward. Or that when you take the leap, that the landing will appear. Just trust. Okay, two last outs. The next one is overthinking. So maybe you're seeing a theme here. These all kind of play in the same energy, right? I talked about this a little when I was talking about taking action. But you don't lose weight by thinking about going to the gym. You actually have to go. And here's the other thing that often happens when you overthink. You get an idea for something in your life and you think about it so long that you end up talking yourself out of whatever it was. So you start out with all this excitement about something, but you don't do anything with it and you just think about it for the next day or week or month or whatever, and then it's lost its fire. And because your mind did what your mind does, it's now pointed out all the reasons that this won't work or that it isn't a good idea. This is how your brain keeps you safe, remember? Anything that is unfamiliar is deemed as a danger by your reptilian brain So it feeds you thoughts and feelings to keep you exactly where you are. So by allowing yourself to just think about something instead of taking action on it, you're giving your brain the opportunity to talk you out of it. Now, I'm not saying that everything needs to be an impulse decision, but we could all use a bit more spontaneity when it comes to making moves in our lives. This one is going to require you to move before you're ready. Because if we're being honest, most of us never truly feel ready to do something that we've never done before. So get out of your head and just go for it. And the last out that I have for you today is playing small to make others comfortable. I think a lot of us do this without even knowing it. So it might be a little more tricky to see than some of these other ones that I've talked about. But there are a lot of you out there with big, audacious dreams, and you don't do anything with them because you're afraid of the waves that it might cause. This could look like you're in an unhappy relationship, but you stay 
despite your unhappiness because you don't want to lose friends or feel like you have to explain that there isn't one thing that's wrong with the relationship, just that you've outgrown it. You don't want to be the bad guy. So you stay in a situation that makes you miserable. Again, I want you to remember that you're meant for more. You weren't put on this earth to be in a relationship that you've outgrown. I know it's not fun potentially hurting others, but you can say what you need to say in the most loving way. How others take that isn't up to you. You might know that you're meant to start the most amazing business, but you stay in a toxic job working for someone else because having a steady paycheck and health insurance makes your partner or your mom feel comfortable. Again, I'm not saying to run out and quit your job without a plan. What I am saying is to look at what parts of your life where you're sacrificing yourself and your desires to make others comfortable. I had a roommate for years and I really needed him to leave because he wasn't contributing anything while living in my house. But I let him stay way too long because I knew that it would make him uncomfortable to confront him and then make him go find somewhere else to live. I will say this again. You are worth more. This whole people-pleasing thing isn't going to get you where you want to go. Sometimes that might mean that things get uncomfortable. Remember what I said before. Everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. That means that you might be uncomfortable and you might make others uncomfortable. They'll get over it. And if they don't, that's okay. It's not your problem to make someone comfortable with the decisions that you're making. This is your life. Okay, so that was a lot. <laughs> I hope you took some notes and you found this super helpful and inspiring you to get on your way to being a bold action taker. Remember, I can't become an action taker for you. You can do this. You will do this. You just have to decide that you're worth more. I believe in you and I'm here for you if you need support. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much for you to share it with a friend or share it on Instagram and tag me at I am Heather Love. The best referrals come from people you trust. So by you sharing something that resonated with you, your friends and family will be more likely to take a look. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.